Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and we have a very special guest, a part of the Marvel family, joining us today. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, Sean Callery, composer of Jessica Jones. Not just of Jessica Jones. I mean, it's uh, 24 Homelands. That's right. Um, I was just telling somebody another one that I just blanked on. Uh, elementary. Elementary. Sherlock Holmes Bones. Show. Yeah. Bones. Yep. Finish up Bones. Uh, that's amazing. Just, yeah. We, it's been a it's been a lot of great a lot of great shows. I, I told <laughs> I some coworkers lucky. I told some coworkers you were coming by and they immediately started like humming the theme to twenty four. Hey. Like that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, like what what's the weight of being that guy sometimes? Like it's gotta be pretty awesome. You know, it's uh, when we worked on it, this is a weird one. We worked on the first episode in two thousand and one, which is what, five years older than you I mean you know this is like you know it, and no one knows no one knows if they're going to have a, a hit show in their hands right. and, and you're doing your best you're just trying to make a good show but uh, but over the the decade and a half I've become friends you know I've known Kiefer a bit and uh, I've met you know Mary Lynn who played Chloe she was wonderful and, and now the show's been sort of completely rebooted it's going to come back for yet another chapter in the winter time uh, with a whole new t- a whole new cast and a whole new story a whole oh, wow. new story yeah and I and I I, I just wrote it uh, the pilot over the spring I mean it's kind of weird because I was I was thinking about it because like I said some of my coworkers are like the biggest 24 fans that I've ever met oh, that's cool and like I would say like if I met the composer of the perfect strangers theme song I would like <laughs> lose it have you had people like come up to you and just like you're that guy you know like you gotta have a couple. I, I I've had I've had some fans. I once I was in a, a a bookstore once and I bought something and I had to show my ID for a credit card purchase and it was the first time that ever happened. Someone <laughs> said, "You're Sean Callery." I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "You're the composer of 24." And it was like kind of my like my sort of celebrity my first celebrity moment. Uh, <laughs> but most of the people that know my work don't know what I look like. So mm-hmm. so when I do you know when we finally inter- uh, I'm doing a workshop this week at NYU where I'm doing a teaching workshop for um, uh, for, for a group of students and. And and a lot of them are fans of Twenty Four, and and uh, and I've shown some scenes from it. You know, we we uh, and and it's good. There's a lot of affection for the series, and and I love writing to the fans and so forth. I actually want to release a, a third soundtrack. I, I've been a little not lazy. It's just getting a soundtrack together is is tough, and and doing it right. So, but yeah, no, it's it's great to meet the fans. And I, I'm curious too. Like we we on the podcast, we have a lot of obviously actors, and we have musicians coming by. We never really had a composer. I, th- I think Bear from who's done uh, Walking Dead yeah. and Agents of Shield yeah. has come by, but like great t- guy. Take us through a process of like what from when you are involved up to when the show airs, like when you start. Well, t- this it, Jessica Jones in particular was mm-hmm. really interesting because there are a lot of security protocols you have to go through in order to even have content on your studio property and so forth. So while my room was getting sort of upgraded for that purpose, I needed to be working on themes for the show. It's a huge deal. Like, I think you guys don't get the credit you deserve for making, for being that big of a part of the show, because you could change the tone to something totally different. Like, how did you get in into, besides just the, seeing the images, how did you get mentally into the whole Jessica Jones kind of world? Well, first, I don't know if you can ask for a better teeing up the ball than the script writing led by Melissa Rosenberg and uh, the acting of Kristen Ritter and David Tennant. I mean, you've, you've got a <laughs> you got a lot of wind in your sails with, with that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, with the, that, those kinds of uh, artists. Uh, Melissa and I, Melissa brought me in because she watched Homeland. And Homeland, 
in the earlier seasons had a bit of a jazz vernacular language. It had a kind of an intimacy to it. And she knew at some level that the score for Jessica Jones was not huge world, save the planet kind of stuff. It was it was smaller world, save save the city. And she was in the shadows, and it, it, it had flavors of detective and, and uh, detectiveness, if you will, mm-hmm. noir uh, kind of qualities. And I said to her in our first meeting, I said, wouldn't it be great to find a, a neo- kind of noir sound for this character that has a kind of witty sense of humor, has a very, very big heart, but it's kind of sometimes uh, uh, cut off because she's been wounded and she's had some... So those were like the very first adjectives that we threw out there. And then I started fooling around with just a handful of instruments with this upright bass and piano and and sound design. I, I knew that there was going to be some sort of color scheme that would have to be engaged in order to make the story unique mm-hmm. because it is I mean it, it's I mean, these villains this villain turned out to be quite uh, nefarious even though um, you, even the worst of the villains you still kind of cared about that's right. that's the great part of the writing here is you still care about even the bad guys as well as the as well as the heroes so it, it started with that uh, the, we wanted a jazz language of some sort but it couldn't be just pure you know noir from the 40s or the 50s we, we had to kind of try to find a new tone and and that was really the biggest challenge of it and it was it was fun to do it's fun to do and I, I, I definitely wanted to ask this but you mentioned upright bass and piano like how many instruments can you play well, for me personally, well, I played trombone in high school, but mm-hmm. that that I, I think I'd get arrested if someone heard me play that now. But I, but I, but mostly keyboards, mm-hmm. most, m- mostly mostly keyboards. I was a classical pianist at, at the New England Conservatory, and I got into f- film and TV writing after graduation. But 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 yeah, mostly that. Oh, I do play melodica. You know, the uh, the wind instrument with a keyboard. Oh, I do okay. A little bit of that. So when you're doing keys, I guess if you have an idea for another instrument, you can change the. Thing on the keyboard? Sure. Or, yeah. We do a lot of sketches using hybrid, you know, facsimile sounds and so forth, and then and then we'll bring in real guitarists and and re- re- I used a real trumpet player throughout the series, and uh, to just give it that it needed a human expressiveness, mm-hmm. and whatever there was anything, even if it was a big action scene, uh, this was the interesting part. You would the the instrument station still stayed pretty small small ensemble which really served the show well whenever it got too big it just it just didn't feel right for the show and the way it was shot and everything else now for other marvel properties and so forth it's a different matter but but for this particular little um uh flavor of 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 the marvel universe it served it very well another question i wanted to ask that i was thinking of before you how, how did you even get into composing in the first place well i i it start. i mean I think when I was 11 or 12, I went to go see Jaws, you know, that the shark, the infamous shark movie. And, you know, you walk into a film, then you walk out knowing what you want to do with the rest of your life. Wow. You know? It was that kind of thing, really. That's I mean, awesome. I just I just found that. And then Star Wars followed. And I had been such a follower of John Williams music, even though I didn't know it. I remember his arrangements for Fiddler on the Roof in the movie back in, in the early 70s. And then I started following scores like that were done by Jerry Goldsmith and Bernard Herrmann. And there was just something about the way music worked in movies that just I found sort of intoxicating and, mm-hmm. and I th- it, it was so powerful as she said at the beginning of the interview about how music can really change and affect how you experience things how it affects story so I I didn't know how I was going to get there because we were in a world without computers and internet and so forth but I did know that I wanted to be studying so after music school I took a job at Disney World as a keyboard player and then 
then I got a job in Los Angeles for a computer music company that brought me into the orbit of other composers who eventually gave me a shot at working for them. One was Mark Snow, who did the X-Files. You probably have a lot of X-Files fans uh, oh, out wow, there. Oh, that's awesome. And he's one of my best friends, and, and that's how it, it, it's, it's sort of like building blocks. You build relationships over the course of your lifetime, and... Uh, hope you can take advantage of the opportunities when they come. Is, uh, are, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but are, is, is it different composing film or TV? Is TV just more fast-paced or, or, or what? It, it's interesting what's happening now. The, the deadlines for television are pretty, pretty immediate, and the streaming world uh, is, is, is changing yet, us yet again mm-hmm. in that we're writing for content that people can watch and consume at their own schedule. Uh, film writing is, is, which I've done, but not as much as TV and, and uh, streaming, the, uh, the schedules are generally thought to be a little bit uh, more liberal or more, more relaxed, but they're cutting and pasting and you're rewriting and all different kinds of challenges in, 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 in the film world. I think the film world and the video game world probably have more in common with each other. Oh, okay. Because you know, with video games you have launches of singular Right. You know, they're singular launches, but with television shows, they're sort of organic. They mm-hmm. kind of grow outward. And the funniest experience I had on Jessica Jones was, I think I started working on it in, what, March uh, last year, and we finished in October. So it's about six, seven months of your life, and, and then it popped. We had the premiere in New York, and then it what do you call it? Drop or pop? What's the, you got, what, <laughs> what do you call one. it? Either I, one. It, I it think premieres, it drop, it, but I like pop better. It pops or drops. Yeah. But it dropped on a certain day, and then I got a letter from a fan like 15, 16 hours later after the show sort of became available. Someone watched it all. It was so uh, interesting to get a, a, an email from a fan who said, oh, I loved your music on, 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 Je- on Jessica Jones. And I was like, I want to say which episode. And then I realized reading through his email, it was every episode. It was six, seven, seven, eight months of my life That's that was com- completely consumed and, and enjoyed uh, in the space of 15 hours. So that was a new one for uh, streaming media for me. But and, again, uh, I got can't say enough how important you guys are to this, just getting us in the, involved in the environment of the whole thing. Like, it's in, amazing. Well, I, and I'm not just saying this because you're interviewing me, but I had never worked uh, on a Marvel uh franchise of Marvel property before and I cannot tell you how grateful I am for the people like Melissa and Jeff uh, yeah Lowe, they're great because they really they really support they really support the composer and and I when we were trying to find I mean imagine the sound of Je- you'd be, there was not a sound for Jessica Jones a year ago there wasn't a look or uh, the, the costumes I mean everybody is really kind of shooting for something mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of I think a lot of vulnerability and excitement there and sometimes you like to have someone that says Cool. You know, here we are. And, and, and I remember when I was going for the, if I could play some of the music I did along the way, Finding the Tone, they were very, very supportive of how we, uh, how we went about it. And, 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 and the result is a, is a show that people seem to really enjoy. And that, that is my biggest uh, enjoyment, that it, that, that it, that, that it succeeded and, and everyone made a really good product. I mean, that's true. They did. It turned into a really cool show, and I can't wait for the next, the next chapter. Uh, it's going to be... I don't know how Melissa follows that up. I'm sure she must be thinking that privately, but I mean, a Peabody Award-winning show. I can you know? believe it. Yeah. I mean, and she's such a oh, she's such a great storyteller. I mean, she would say things about the music when uh, 
again, I'm going back to this action scene when I was kind of being a little big with the percussion. She said, you know, she goes, I don't, she goes, it sounds great. She goes, but what if you just kept it really into the, just state, you know, your trap set, set sound was really working for all the other parts. Why can't it work in the action scene? That's a great note to give a composer because, you know, you're thinking of something, you're being asked to reimagine and rethink your approach to something. And this is a person who would admit that she's not a musically trained person. That's a deep kind of reference, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. But it was it was just a great moment of awareness to how the show was flowing, and it, and it further informed the language of how we would proceed on the on the future episodes. I mean, the show did get darker, right? As, you know, over the course of it, but it still had. I'd like to think it still had um, Jessica's heart and her um, her the brightness of her heart uh, still available to us. When you're uh, on a show, you said like like you mentioned just a second ago, six or seven months. Mm-hmm. Are you? fully involved with that show or can you like maybe get another show you can work a little bit on that music or is it just one thing there are times i mean there's there's overlap mm-hmm. i mean there's apps and, and it, it actually helps me personally as a composer i i remember homeland was starting up as we were finishing up uh, i'm sorry elementary was starting up as i was finishing up the last couple of of uh, of jessica jones episodes and the last couple of jessica jones episodes were pretty they were pretty bleak i mean mm-hmm. they were dark and sometimes you're looking at very dark content and you're looking at them not once but you're, you're making it work musically so i will admit that when i saw johnny lee miller and lucy Liu, you know kind of come onto the set and with, with a bit of light uh, jocular humor and, and, and you know a funny a murder with some humorous undertones <laughs> to it I, it kind of refreshed it kind, it kind of shook the etch-a-sketch etch a, a little bit in my mind so I could kind of get back to it it's, it's good contrast mm-hmm. but, but, but that's what's happening with, with our, the world of I don't know if you guys are old enough but you know, the summers used to be there wasn't anything to watch on TV. It was all repeats or the Olympics if you were lucky, and now you have a year-round production cycle of, of of shows that are so you have so many good shows you can't actually watch all the good no. shows. I mean, I'm embarrassed to tell you that there are shows I haven't watched just because I haven't caught up with them, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm doing my best. But you're so busy working that you, I'm sure you can't catch up. So yeah, that's a good problem to have. We try. Yes, that yeah. is a good problem. Good point. Um, I want to ask too. You mentioned when you came in that like you started kind of getting into comics mm-hmm. because of this did you read any of the jessica jones uh benda stuff beforehand or you just step back you know i had not mm-hmm. and when i was asked to read the first script for jessica jones i thought well why don't i go look at the let me look at the comics first uh the animation story first and i chose not to i just thought let me just read uh the script first because the very first time you see or read anything is is rather important. First of all, you can't do something for the first time ever mm-hmm. after the first time. It's it, after that it's the second and third time. So your first impressions on anything are very very valuable, right. regardless of of what you feel. And then I went back and looked at some of the storylines and and the uh, the art, and it was man, I was like, wow, I I really didn't know that kind of elegance was available uh, in the genre of, of of animation, mm-hmm. of, of looking, I mean, even the word, what do you call it, comics? Is, is comics a fair word now? Cause I would it's, say, uh, yeah. You can still say comics, but yeah. it, it, my my day was the amazing Spider-Man, and, and it was it was a little more, um, for lack of a better word, primary colors in terms of storylines and, and, and things, you know, Doc Ock, and, 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 you know, but I was younger, you know, and... But the elegance and the sort of nuance of a, of a, of a hero with some damage and, and who drinks and, 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 and who has struggled personally, that was, that was new to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was, uh, I was quite fascinated by it. And then when you start seeing these characters that come, like, because we didn't see the Purple Man, we didn't see, uh, 
kill Kilgrave till uh, I think episode four, uh, but he was only implied, and she had visions of him. It was it was very exciting just as a person working on it to be able to go to the spotting sessions when you're looking at the episode for the first time and I could finally see moving images. It's like, oh man, that's him. Oh no. And then I think one of the first things he did is made a guy put a scalding hot cup of coffee in his face. And I said, this is going to be a tough character to, to deal with. So it's been a blast. It's been a blast. I mean, there's no other way to say it. That's but, awesome. Yeah. I, let's talk about um, the soundtrack. Yeah. Basically, I mean, I don't know. This will air in a couple weeks, but I think... From this t- the time we're recording, this just came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, it came out. Uh, I think last Friday. That's a big deal. It was. It it, it, it took a while to kind of get it together, only because uh, when you're mixing for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Netflix, it's different than mixing for 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 just audio for like mm. iTunes and for an album. So I had to go back and revisit some of the original tracks I made. I, I wanted to include what I thought were the the best story points of the show, and make them so that when you heard them you say oh I remember that and, and certainly the themes you know for Jessica Kilgrave and, and some of the more more tender moments there was a lot of tenderness in that show it was, it was, you know when you go back after a few months of working on it you don't realize wow that happened <laughs> that, that was a cool thing that happened right so uh, there was a lot of it's, it's, a, it's a very diverse bag of of, of, uh, of, tr- of music in there but but we're really happy with it and, in a, and in, at the end of June I don't know when this will air, but I'm actually performing some of the music live at a, at a film music festival in uh, Malaga, Spain. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be really exciting. Really What's exciting. that going to be? Kind of, are you going to have an f- orchestra with you or just you? or what's the? It's, it's going to be a small jazz ensemble. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene, if you remember, in episode one, the very premiere episode, one of the very first things that she did by herself was uh, hide in a fire escape to film uh, Luke. Uh, she, one of her jobs was to film Luke, and he, was, he had a, uh, a mistress or she had a lover he wasn't married and it was just about her being in the fire escape and filming and all the there was a lot of quiet uh, there was no dialogue but she was talking to herself a bit and there was a whole big music thing with some trumpet and guitar and stuff and we just performed these pieces with a smaller group guitar bass drums piano and then I do have a little string orchestra I'll have a little string of about 15 16 players I'll have a trumpet and we're putting this eclectic kind of arrangement together. We're going to do that. We're going to do. The, I did a, an extended version of the theme, which I which I hope to have put added to the album. Uh, you know, added to 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 the release. So uh, it, it's 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 kind of kooky, but it's 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 a lot of fun. It's great. I'm bringing. I'm, I'm going to be jamming. You know? That's so awesome. That'd be great. That'd Anything be great. Uh, you have upcoming that you can tease to the fans? I. I have some things, you know, nothing, nothing official. Just some exci- some. Ex- there has been a, some some exciting things sent my way. Uh, another sci-fi Netflix series that looks like would be very exciting to do. Um, Homeland is coming back, which is great. Which is filming in New York City. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And uh, Elementary is coming back. I'm happy to say, and the and the reboot of 24 called 24 Legacy. You can actually look at the trailer for that online. Which is, uh, God, I'm forgetting his name. I'm so sorry, but he starred in. Um, Straight out of Compton. I forgot his. Oh God, it's good. I'm sorry. Uh, you can insert it, right? You can just add my name if I say. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like spacing out because I've been traveling uh, the last few days. But it was. Uh, it's just a. It's just a great reboot of the 24 narrative, and and uh, there's new themes and there's new actors and a new story. But it will still feel like the show. And uh, fans can find you on your website. Uh, you're not on social media. Or anything, right? <laughs> I am on. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, I don't have a Twitter account. And you're I like on Facebook and. I have Facebook. <laughs> I have but don't. Uh, no, we can't. Uh, people just 
finding you. Uh, no, yeah, the Facebook and the <laughs> website. But I, I'm, I'm smiling. I, I'm a little embarrassed because I remember uh, there's a. I was doing some publicity for you, for for you guys, and somebody over here or somebody from, from some said, you know, you have kind of a small internet. I never heard this before. They said you have a small internet footprint, and, 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 they, and they said they said uh, that's kind of cool. Like you know, like as if I kind of planned it that way. And I was like. It ain't planned that way. I just happen to be a little older than than Bear and uh, Brian uh, Tyler, and they they just do it. You know, they're they're just so good at, at keeping in touch with their audience, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to get better at it. So, I do appreciate being able to come in and meet you and and talk with you guys. No, I, I want to say once again, thank you. I'm going to speak for all the fans listening. Thank you for everything you've done for the show because it's it's a big deal. You got us into that world. You know, I don't think you get the credit you deserve, and it's like, well, man, you know. I want to thank the fans, because I've heard yes. from a lot of fans from the 24 days. I've heard a lot of fans from, from various uh, shows I've worked on. But probably the most passionate fans I've heard from are Jessica Jones fans. That's awesome. And that, is, and that means a lot. They, they, when they write, they take the time. I, I try to respond to every, every email I get. I really appreciate it, and I hope they'll enjoy the second season when we get rocking. So thank you. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it, Sean. Yeah, man. Uh, This is Marvel, your universe.